Support for Paradox comes from the Timothy Center, a place for adolescent and family healing. The Timothy Center is a marriage and family counseling facility in Austin, Texas, offering distance consultations for those that live outside the Austin area. If your family is struggling and you'd like to consult with Jimmy, Josh, or one of their trained professionals, visit them at timothycenter.com. I'll tell you something. In fact, uh, one of the last interviews I did with Dr. Dobson uh, when he was at Focus on the Family, uh, he interrupted me in the middle of the story where I was talking about how I just messed something up completely wrong, just did it the wrong way with Leslie, and, and he kind of stopped me in my tracks and interjected and, and said, well, here's what you should have done, Les. Recording live from Austin, Texas, a conversation about marriage and family that guys won't want to turn off, Dr. Jimmy Myers and Dr. Josh Myers are a paradox. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Paradox. We're glad you're joining us today. Uh, we are so excited to have Les Parrott with us. Um, now, Les, normally you kind of go with Leslie. So are you, are you a little nervous flying by yourself? Without yeah, I always here? feel a little bit like half a person when my wife Leslie's not with me, and for those that are already confused listening in, we do have the same name. I'm Leslie, and she's Leslie, and it's confusing, but that's the way God planned it for us. Exactly. Les is a clinical psychologist. He's a professor at Seattle Pacific University, uh, a prolific author, speaker, and he helped create eHarmony.com. That's a little freaky fact. That's kind of amazing. Well, Let's make this really clear. There's a founder of eHarmony, and that's Neil Clark Warren. And uh, I was at the dining room table when that company was first talked about, but all of uh, the vision and the tactics and everything is attributed to Neil, not to me. I was with him, though. (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. It's still a claim to fame. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Uh, Listen, so here you were growing up, and we were talking beforehand. You kind of grew up everywhere, uh, in Boston and uh, you have schooled across the country. At what point were you just this, were you a Southie in Boston? Yep. Say that again. Was were, I what? Were you a Southie? Oh, no, I was not a Southie. No, oh. I grew up in Quincy or Walton Bay, if uh, people know Boston very well. <laughs> very good. Uh, so when was it that you said, you know, I was minding my own business, I was a young man, and I think I'm going to devote the rest of my life to marriages and families. How did that occur? Uh, well, uh, I grew up uh, in a uh, Christian home. Dad was a pastor and later became a Christian college president. And uh, I had uh, really Christian higher ed in my blood. After uh, graduating from uh, undergrad from college, I thought uh, I was basically going to go into the ministry. And uh, it was during that time I began, I was earning a Ph.D. in clinical psychology and uh, my master's degree in theology, and I started doing group therapy for pastors in conjunction with this big program I was involved in. And as I was doing that therapy with these pastors, I was just thinking, wow, these guys really carry the weight of the world on their shoulders. I don't know if I want to go into this line of work. <laughs> <laughs> And it became a, a real defining, that was one of the defining moments for me when I realized, truly, I think my gift is more on the teaching and preaching side and right. not the shepherding side. Right. And um, and so I leaned more into uh, my Ph.D. in psychology, and 
And then as just a part of my requirements, I I did this postdoctoral fellowship at the University of Washington in the School of Medicine. And so I was doing medical psychology. I was working on the mm. brain injury unit and the burn unit and and pretty heavy stuff. I mean, it was, you know, dark, dark the dark side of, of treatment for mm-hmm. sure. And uh, had a story to tell every night I got home, uh, you know, over dinner. And uh, it was just like, wow, this is this is intense. At the same time, I was teaching at Seattle Pacific University, and some students asked my wife, Leslie, and me. She's a marriage and family therapist. And they asked us, hey, would you be willing to come over to the residence hall and give a talk on love and, uh, and kind of how to fall in love without losing your mind? I think that was the title we gave it. And the turnout for that was incredible. And the need was palpable right. in the room, and that really became a pivot point for us in the trajectory of our career. And I think it was later that spring, uh, we launched a little local event here in Seattle, and we called it Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. And uh, we eventually wrote a book by that title as that thing grew, and ended up uh, Oprah Winfrey got uh, a copy of that and had us on her program, and, and that, uh, that uh, changed the the direction of everything. Right, right. Um, and this is just kind of a follow-up to that. When you when you write these books on marriage, uh, what kind of a pressure is there on you and Leslie to have, like, this perfect marriage? Because I, I sit here thinking of, of you, of, uh, you know, Dr. Dobson and his wife Shirley. I just want them to go at each other when the doors are closed. <laughs> so I feel better about myself. Do you you feel a pressure that, oh, my gosh, you know, we've got to do this really well? (laughs) I'll tell you something. In fact, uh, one of the last interviews I did with Dr. Dobson uh, when he was at Focus on the Family, uh, he interrupted me in the middle of a story where I was talking about how I just messed something up completely wrong, just did it the wrong way with Leslie, and and he kind of, stopped me in my tracks and interjected and, and said, well, here's what you should have done last, and, and kind of took it from there. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and that's when I realized there's a big generational gap between how we used to talk about marriage when we'd kind of say, here's, you know, put it on the pedestal and, and right. let me show you how to do it right. And uh, we've long said we're, we're, we're pilgrims, not proclaimers. We're walking right alongside you. Yep. And so to answer your question, no, we don't feel that much pressure. Um, uh, in fact, I used to joke with my good buddy, we're, we're doing a lot of name dropping here, but my good buddy Gary Smalley, who is truly one of my best friends, and uh, Gary used to say, isn't it incredible? We we make a living by going around telling other people about our marriage mistakes, and they pay us. Uh, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and so it's like when you're in the midst of a big conflict, you go, hey, we could use this. <laughs> exactly. Hold on, honey, i got to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good one. People are going to love hearing about this one. But uh, no, you know, the the biggest thing when somebody says, hey, how can we pray for you? My answer is always the same. Help us uh, pray that we would do what we already know we're supposed to do, Mm -hmm. uh, because it's not a matter of learning the new tricks and techniques and all that kind of stuff. It's just putting into practice what we already know to do. You mentioned saving your marriage before it starts, um, which you might have had better selling books. I'm not sure, but that's the one that's always kind of stuck with me that I've used with so many people over the years. Um, and, but here's what impresses me about the whole thing. Later, you come out with a book 
entitled Saving Your Second Marriage Before It Starts. Now, in the church, we don't even want to admit that divorce and remarriage happens. And yet here you just come right out and address it. Was that difficult yeah. to do? Well, you're very perceptive to kind of put your finger on that because uh, we were very slow to do that. And our publisher, and we had lots of requests to do that. And, you know, that book, Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, had been used by more than a million couples. And, uh, and, and to kind of have a second marriage is like really that kind of like defeats the whole purpose. And then... We, it was about the same time, and I think you know our story. We we worked for a year with the state of Oklahoma on a big marriage initiative. And uh, why Oklahoma? Because they have the highest divorce rate in the country. And it was during that year that we were there that we just felt like we were getting so many notes from couples and calls coming into our office about second marriage and blending a family and all that. And we realized... You know, and by the way, churches at that time were beginning to have support groups for couples doing this. And we realized there's so much research these couples need to be aware of, and we can put that on top of biblical wisdom and really offer something here. And so that's why we wrote Saving Your Second Marriage Before It Starts. It's, it's not for people that fail the first course. It's for people that are already in that situation and, and maybe even have lost a spouse uh, due to an illness or something like that. But uh, yeah, it's unique, that's for sure. Now, you guys have a new assessment. It's it's called the SIMBIS. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, SIMBIS assessment. And SIMBIS, S-Y-M-B-I-S, that stands for Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts. Uh, when we uh, realized that it was time to keep this book, as my publisher said, you know, hey, we need to keep Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts fresh and up to date, which is sometimes publishers speak, speak for let's put a new cover on it. Uh, we said, let's do it right. And we did this massive listening tour asking basically two questions of churches and Christian counselors and so forth. And the two questions were, what do you do when it comes to pre-marriage and what can help you do it better? And it was out of that and some other circumstances that we just decided uh, we're going to do this. We've been talking about it for a long time. And we built the Symbus assessment as a modern and relevant and powerful tool uh, that anyone uh, that is on the front lines of pre-marriage ministry uh, or pre-marriage counseling can use with couples and really take it to the next level. As one of our facilitators said to us recently, it was like moving from analog to digital. Uh, and uh, we really have experienced that ourselves. We had a uh, goal, kind of our, our, our big audacious goal, was to see 500 facilitators come on in the first year because you have to have a facilitator. This isn't just like a magazine kind of self-assessment you know, assessment kind of thing. Sure. You've got to sit down with somebody and unpacks it with you. So we needed to train this network of facilitators. So we had a goal of having um, about 500 in the first year. Well, we, I guess, weren't thinking very big uh, because we had more than 4,000. Wow. And uh, all by word of mouth. Wow. And it, it, it continues to grow every day. That's super fun. It gets into the practical stuff of marriage. We talk about things like the mindset of marriage. Everybody comes to marriage with a certain mindset, and if you can understand that, it's super helpful. We look at things like well-being. Um, why? Because your marriage can only be as healthy as the two of you, and so we want to get a good look at your psychological, emotional, spiritual well-being. We look at uh, things that you know you would predict, like communication and conflict and and financial matters and, and all the rest, 
but we do it through a pretty sophisticated lens of your personalities. So we don't just approach finances just abstractly. We do it from how you're hardwired, your sure. two personalities coming together. So it's been really exciting. Now, if you're a church leader or a Christian counselor and want to be able to provide this assessment for your clients uh, or church members, where do you go? Yeah, it's super easy. The training and certification just takes three hours, and you do that all online. So you can do it at home in your PJs. You don't have to get on an airplane or, or, or drive down the street. Uh, it's right there on your laptop, and you just go to Symbis Assessment. That's S-Y-M-B-I-S, Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, SymbisAssessment.com. And uh, you can even go through a little 20-minute demo where I'll demonstrate how this thing works and and uh, what the, each page of the 15-page report looks like. And by the way, that's what happens. You invite a couple to take the assessment, and it takes them about 25 minutes to take the assessment, and that generates this 15-page report that comes to you as their facilitator, and then you can unpack it with them. That's great. Um, now, you've been famous for um, maybe creating, I don't know if that's the right word, but the Jerry Maguire syndrome. Tell us about that. <laughs> well, I've preached a, a lot about that. In fact, uh, uh, I'm going to be at Saddleback Church here in just uh, a couple weeks uh, talking about that very thing uh, over the weekend. And uh, it's something I think that is deeply felt within every couple's lives, but it is uh, rarely articulated. Uh, in fact, to set this up a little bit, let me tell you a very quick story. Uh, Leslie and I eventually, I told you about that pivot point in our lives on our college campus, we started a course that we called Relationships 101. And that course became really popular, filled up the biggest auditorium in our classroom, I mean, you know, classroom setting in our campus, and it uh, always had a waiting list to get in. And it was taught, by the way, on Monday nights at 6 p.m., not like prime time. This was like you, you had to really want to go to this class, you know. And so uh, the very first night of that class, we would tell these students, uh, it's up to you how many notes or whether you take notes or what have you, but on this very first night, we want you to write down at least one single sentence. And we tell them that this sentence that we're about to give you, it has the potential to revolutionize every relationship you ever attempt to build, whether it's relationships on the home front with mom and dad and siblings or your roommate or your teammate or your potential soulmate. And they all get poised with their pencils. They're ready to take down this sentence, and we finally give it to them, and here it is. If you try to build intimacy with another person before you've done the difficult work of getting whole on your own, all your relationships become an attempt to complete yourself. Mm, that's good. And they'll fall flat, guaranteed. Why? Because nobody was designed to complete you. Yeah. That's the work that you have to do on your own. Yep. And, uh, and and that's why, that's why we say your marriage can only be as healthy as the two of you. Um, if you want to say it in a more negative way, your marriage can only be as healthy as the least healthy person in it. Sure. And um, therefore, one of the most important things we can do on the front end of lifelong love is get ourselves healthy before we get ourselves married. Mm. It's just, it's that important. It's so foundational. By the way, I got to tell you, uh, the last time I taught this class, afterwards, about two weeks later, a student came up to me and he said, hey, doc, uh, he said, can I show you something? I said, yeah. He goes, you know that sentence you gave us? He said, it's really meaningful to me. I said, oh, I appreciate that. And he said, but I'd like to show you something. I said, sure. 
he pulled up his shirt and he had he had the sentence tattooed on his rib cage <laughs> on his right rib cage. Uh, <laughs> I will be heading to my local tattoo parlor now. That's a fantastic idea. That's hilarious. I wanted to say, buddy, I got way better things that you can tattoo than that on your <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> you went with the very first lecture. <laughs> um so you, I, I think we could sit here and maybe listen to you for two hours. Uh, thank you so much being on, uh, for being on the show. Uh, real briefly before we, we let you go, you have worked with communities after disasters. You worked with the folks right after Chernobyl as well as September 11 attacks. Um, it's often been said that traumas, um, they can really push families together and or apart. Um, for the folks listening, how do you really encourage families and individuals to, to pull together? Yeah, well, first of all, let me congratulate you on digging really deep into my biography here. <laughs> so uh, uh, everybody knows all that stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'll tell you, the, the most important thing really at any stage of any relationship, whether it's going through crisis or anything else, is and I wish we could give it as a gift. It's, it's empathy, that capacity to put ourselves in other people's shoes. And in fact, I remember when I was at Ground Zero on you know shortly after 9/11, and I was kind of shadowing around these these firefighters and as they call it the Brotherhood. Um, it was just you know it was life changing for sure. And I remember talking with some of the other therapists there, and I said, I don't feel like I'm doing it, making any difference. And that's when I learned about what they call the ministry of presence, uh, just being present in someone's life when they're walking through some really tough days is, is, is sometimes enough to make a big difference. And when you compound that with empathy, the capacity to see the world from this other person's perspective, you really are offering, it's like handing them a bar of gold. It's just so rare that we do that for each other, to accurately see the world like somebody else sees it, to live in their skin. Imagine what life must be like to walk around in their shoes. So that, that's the, uh, that's, I've always wished, it's just like in my fantasy, it would go to a church and do a seminar. I wish we could say, hey, out in the foyer, uh, pick up the box with your name on it. It's a box of empathy. Go home and unwrap it and let it run <laughs> exactly. wild in your relationship. But that, that's my answer. Guys, run, do not walk to lessandlesley.com um, if you need any information um, and want to check out any of their resources. Um, Jimmy, you got something? Yeah, I was just going to uh, suggest, Les, that maybe you and I could collaborate on a you had me at hello syndrome. <laughs> we could. I like it. We could work through the entire Jerry Maguire movie. The help me help you syndrome. I'm serious. We could we could go places with this. Yes, and, and the final one, show me the money, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> show me the money syndrome. If you are a church leader um, and or a counselor and you want uh, to to be trained and certified in the Symbus assessment, it is SymbusAssessment.com. That's S-Y-M-B-I-S Assessment.com. You can find Les as well as his wife Leslie on Facebook at Les and Leslie Parrot. And you can find Les at Twitter. His It's Les Parrot is his Twitter handle. Um, Les, thank you so very, very much. Appreciate it, Les. Thank you. Hey, my honor to be with uh, the Paradox. That's what sometimes they say about Leslie and me, too. So uh, <laughs> kindred spirit. So great to be with you guys. Take care. Man, you're right. I mean, we could just sit here and listen to him forever and ever and ever. 
you can tell when someone really knows what they're doing because they don't have to think about it. Yeah, he was impressive. It just rolls off. And he knows everybody. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was sitting there writing down all these names he was dropping, and I'm like, ooh, we need to get him for the show. Ooh, we need to get him. <laughs> Call less. Yeah, um, so that idea of empathy really hit home oh, for me at the yeah. very end. It's essential. And in our practice, we often see... So it's in even my own life, it's so incredibly difficult to have empathy when you're fighting for what you believe is right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, to have empathy is to, you know, again, to, to, to look at the world the way they look at it. You know, I, I can remember one time that me and your mother had a very healthy discussion. And so I went to Home Depot. Do you know how hard up I've got to be in order to go to Home Depot? I mean, I don't. <laughs> you don't even know what to do when you get there. No. I I think we own a screwdriver. I just don't know where it would be. And I remember coming back on my way back, having cooled down and thinking to myself that very thing. Wow. What must it be like to live with me? Sure. And it was transformative. Yeah. Uh, and, and But it's a very difficult thing to do, especially when there's adrenaline. In yep. the room. In fact, it's impossible when there is adrenaline in the room because, you know, we're just after ourselves and what we want and what we feel is right and our need to win. Yeah. And so it, I deal with couples all the time on the fact that it's not about what's right for you. Right. You as, as, as a member of your uh, marriage do not have a monopoly on truth and neither does your spouse. So it's not about fighting about what's right for you. It's, it's fighting for what's right for your couple. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's finding what is the truth through compromise uh, between the two of you. Did you have anything else that, that stuck out? Oh, wow. I mean, just so many of the things he had to say. But I, it was so funny when we were reading and we saw that he has the thing about the Jerry Maguire syndrome. Yeah. Because I've always said that's the grossest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. That you complete yes, me. What Lord. does that imply? That you're yeah. not complete without another person? Yeah. Was Jesus incomplete because he wasn't married. I mean, so I, I, just, I love that. And also he's extremely famous and, and written a lot of books and he and I see that the same way. <laughs> so that means great minds is what I'm saying. Think like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, all right. So uh, thank you guys for listening today. If you want to check us out on the intro webs, it is paradoxpodcast.com, Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. You can find the show at docs. That's D-O-C-S docs podcast. You can also find me, Josh, at Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, Doc Josh Myers. Uh, for me, if you're hard up enough to want to follow me, uh, it is Dr. Jimmy Myers. Uh, on Facebook, uh, and then on Twitter and Instagram, it's J Myers Fam at both those places. Yeah, so we update content daily, so definitely follow us. Not only hear news about the show, but also see my sweet little children, Jimmy's sweet little grandchildren, all the rest. We post pictures and, and uh, try more to always peruse, especially pretty much on Twitter. But just all the news, uh, all the some journal articles, studies that are done that are pertinent to marriage and family, try to put those out on a daily basis. Thank you guys for joining us. Have See a wonderful ya. day. Paradox is produced by Billy Lee Myers Jr. and researched by Dr. Jimmy and Dr. Josh Myers. 
Special thanks to Life Austin Church in Austin, Texas, and our Paradox evangelist, Julie Lyles Carr. To find out more about the Paradox and to sign up for email updates, go to our website, paradoxpodcast.com. Next time on Paradox. Careful, careful. I said a wife. Right, a just, wife, a generic wife. Just can't pick on like women. Like call central casting, Two I need men. a wife. <laughs> Two men can't sit around picking on women. Okay. <laughs> Let's say Gender there neutral. was... Uh, no, go go with your example. I'm just, I'm just saying. Okay. I'm just saying. Let's say I was married to a dude. 